Live from WNUR News, I'm Iris Swarthout. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1 Evanston, Chicago. It's Friday, November 18th, 2022. Tonight on WNUR News, a look into Northwestern Facilities Holiday Decorations. Thoughts on Puerto Rican singer Raul Alejandro's new album, Saturno. The new release of Paper.nu, a platform that simplifies Northwestern course scheduling. And Northwestern community members who are making campus their Thanksgiving home. These stories and more now on WNUR News. Thanks for tuning in. It's a common point of discussion this time of the year. When can we start decorating for the holidays? NU Facilities is starting now, but is it too early? Brandon Kondritz has the story. Picture this, you're taking an evening walk through South Campus. You pass through Weber Arch, and as you're heading to the Lakeville, the cold winter air whips at your face. You zip your coat a little higher and gaze at the trees along your path. They're beautifully lit by an endless amount of little bulbs. The perfect holiday scene, Northwestern style. Every year, Northwestern Facilities sets out to bring some holiday cheer to the Evanston campus. Workers climb up on bucket trucks to string lights in hundreds of trees dotting the grounds. From Siegel Visitor Center to Mud Library, you'll soon spot a brightly lit tree no matter where you are on campus. We used to do lights on a handful of trees in some prominent locations, namely around the arch and on Deering Meadow. It became a lot more formalized roughly the winter of 2016 into 2017, where there was more recognition that it really did create a nice aesthetic for the course of the winter on the campus. That's Jim McKinney, a senior director for facilities operations at Northwestern. The facilities office handles everything from planning to execution of various projects across campus. But Jim's side of the office is responsible for maintaining campus infrastructure, including making sure those holiday lights are ready to go when the season hits. We tried to focus in on the areas that see a lot of pedestrian activity, where people would really be able to appreciate the lights being up. Although they won't come on until next week, if you're walking around campus at the right time, you might catch an early glimpse of the cheer. You caught us testing, for sure. We turn them on for the Thanksgiving holiday, and they'll stay on for the duration of the winter. Typically, we turn them back off again during spring break. Although the lights actually stay in the trees year-round, just turned off. We did experiment with trying to pull them down and put them back up again. And it just wasn't as effective as being selective in where we make repairs or replacements. Those repairs and replacements are a labor-intensive process that requires plenty of time and outside support. The actual work really begins between August and October. We're ordering supplies and materials. And then there's a process of evaluating the lights that are currently on the trees to see which ones are due for repair. And in some cases, we have to pull the old strings down and put new strings up. That work really starts in earnest in October and then finishes up in early November. Northwestern's timeline falls within a debate that's become increasingly more polarizing over the years. When is it appropriate to decorate for the holidays? Generally, the decoration strategy you take depends upon why you're doing it. Tradition, a busy schedule, or how happy you are for the holidays might influence when you decide to pull out the dusty totes and start untangling and testing colorful lights. 
For Catholics and most other Christians, religious tradition is to refrain from putting up the Christmas tree until the afternoon of Christmas Eve, over-anticipating the Feast of Christmas, Midnight Mass, and Christmas Day by putting up decorations too early might not make the holiday feel as special as it should. Nowadays, most Christians put up their Christmas trees on the first Sunday of Advent so they can spend the whole season celebrating. This year, that falls on November 27th, the Sunday following Thanksgiving. This is a widely accepted practice that provides a reason compromise. Otherwise, you might end up in the same boat as Charlie Brown and Linus Van Pelt in a Charlie Brown Christmas when they're struggling to find a live tree at the last minute. This really brings Christmas close to a person. Fantastic. Others, religious or not, break out the ornaments and tinsel several weeks earlier as a distraction from the season's bleak winter weather. Psychologists say that glittery bows, twinkling lights, and uber-tall trees are a signal to our brain that something's different. That signal then spikes the dopamine levels that make the season feel so special. Research from the American Christmas Tree Association even shows that Christmas decorations were a bright spot during COVID-19. Although fewer trips were being made to see relatives, six 6.5 million U.S. households still displayed a tree. Very little change from previous years. Treetopia, an artificial tree manufacturer, surveyed 4,000 Americans from 47 different states to find out when most happy decorators typically trim the tree. Their findings show that the average American starts decorating right after Thanksgiving. Rhode Island and South Carolina are the earliest states to celebrate starting the second week of November. Connecticut, Oregon, and Florida are the latest to break out the decorations three weeks before Christmas. Additionally, those with time-intensive decor feel it's too stressful to wait until December. Gift buying, making it to kids' winter concerts, and attending the never-ending circle of holiday parties all get in the way of crafting the perfect nativity scene. Northwestern's tree decorations undoubtedly fall into the early decorator category. Hundreds of light strands call for very careful planning. To our best estimate, there are somewhere around 750 strings of lights on the trees, typically about 100 lights a string. 100 bulb strands are about 21 feet long, so that means that there's 15,750 feet of lighting in the trees across campus. For reference, the tallest building in the world stands 2,717 feet high, 13,033 feet shorter than Northwestern's glowing investments. No matter what your decorative preferences are, there's likely to be somebody who agrees. Perhaps you're like Northwestern facilities. You want to get ahead of the game to make things just right. It's one of those things that's appreciated by a lot of the community and by our facility staff as well. The landscape shop and the electricians especially, they really put a lot of effort into making sure that it's a pleasing and a really aesthetic application of the lights. Or maybe the Rockefeller Center tree in New York City is more your style. Even though it went up this week, it won't be lit until November 30th. Whenever you decide to decorate, remember that the true meaning of Christmas doesn't depend on the quality of your decorations or how many presents are under the tree. Sometimes the smallest decorations are the most important ones, like the Believer's Bell from the Polar Express. It only rings if you believe in the true spirit of the holidays. For WNUR News, I'm Brandon Kondritz. Rao Alejandro is referred to as, quote, the king of modern reggaeton, unquote, and won a Latin Grammy Award in 2021. His debut album, Afrodisiaco, was produced alongside Rosalia, among others, and features many artists, including J Balvin and Annuel AA. 
Reporter Maria Camaño divides, dives into Rao Alejandro's newest album, Saturno, released November 11th, up next. Rao Alejandro is finally back, and let's just say that his newest album might just be out of this world. Saturno is the third album by Puerto Rican singer Rao Alejandro. With 18 tracks, the album was released on November 11th through Sony Music Latin. Deviating from his usual sound, Rao combines reggaeton with electronic Miami bass and new wave and takes his listeners through a sonic experience reminiscent of outer space. If you don't know who Rao is, here's a breakdown. Starting to upload his own songs to SoundCloud in 2016, Rao was very inspired by R&B sounds. Incorporating those sounds into reggaeton, he quickly rose in popularity and was soon considered to be reggaeton's heartthrob. His sound has kind of gone through every style you can imagine, from old school influences to R&B to ballads. But with Saturno, Rao has now gone where seldom reggaeton artists have been before. The future. Referred to as retro-futuristic by the New York Times, Saturno reimagines old school and mixes it with modern, taking sounds from the 80s and 90s and modernizing them. Using techno beats and Miami bass, Rao takes us on a journey to space, while also staying true to his sound and his reggaeton roots. In an interview with the New York Times, Rao explains that Saturn is the planet of nostalgia, and this serves as his inspiration for the concept of the album. Shelly Rood, a Weinberg sophomore, has been a Rao fan for a while. I sat down with her to discuss the album in depth and try to understand how this album finds a new sound for reggaeton. Before the album came out, like, what were you expecting? I didn't catch on to the fact that he was releasing an album until, like, the day he released it, I opened up Spotify to, like, put on my normal playlist, and I see that he had dropped his album, and I was like, oh my god, like, what is this? <laughs> like, so I obviously had to listen to it, and it was incredible. Like, I think it, like, was better not to have any, like, expectations of the album, because it's so different from everything else he's made. What did you think was different about this one? Honestly, like, everything. I feel like it had a lot of, like, techno influences. I feel like a bunch of his songs, like, Dime Yang, I feel like it could very well... It sounds like the song could be in English, you know? It sounds like an indie song, kind of. It's not something that other artists like him. Because, like, I would consider him, like, a trap artist, kind of like what Bad Bunny was before he entered, like, his new era. So, I would never think that he would make an album like this. It's very different. It kind of gives me Rosalia vibes, like oh. Mokomami vibes, which and maybe I say because they're together, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like that's, that's why I connect with the two. Mm-hmm. But I just like it's so different from anything he's done. Honestly, different from any other artist in the genre, mm-hmm. like anything that they've done. Like, I don't know of any album that sounds like this one within that genre. No, yeah, I feel like for him, as a Latin artist, what for me was interesting, and I don't know if you can also see this, but I feel like it sounds like an 80s album. Yes, it yes, It sounds yes, yes. like it's old, like, mm-hmm. like in the sense of, like, it's not from, like, this... Like, old reggaeton, kind of. It's like a mix a of old reggaeton with, like, also just old, like, 80s music in yeah. general when they, like, started using, like, more, like, synth beats. Yes, 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 yes. It sounds very futuristic. Exactly. In that, in that 80s futurism type of way. Mm-hmm. I also feel like now we kind of touch upon, like, old reggaeton. I want to say it kind of sounds like like some of the album. I feel like it might have influences from 
Plan B, like Candy, like that yeah. type of songs and like those type of vibes. Mm-hmm. I would say like Casadores is like top. It's so good. Him and Arcángel like are just. <laughs> I just think Arcángel is just great. I know. Dime quién. Also, I love that song. That was so good. Punto cuarenta. I also love that song. Verde menta, I also really like. Yeah, it's so good. I also loved how he had like Saturno and like track seven, and then like the interlude. Like I really liked. It kind of mm-hmm. made it a story. Yeah, you know. So I kind of like when artists have like those little tidbits that aren't actual songs mm-hmm. but really add to the vibe of the whole album yeah i feel like one thing that rao always does with his albums that i never see with other artists is that he will make it so that they have seamless transitions when yes. you play the album yes. um like completely so that it doesn't sound like there are different songs that are changing it sounds literally like they're just melting into each other i completely agree that transition from saturno to i think it's punto 40 is seamless mm-hmm. like you do not notice that the song yeah. has switched at all like you think it's just one continuous exactly song. for example listen to this transition from a song más de una vez to a song lejos del cielo I love that. Also, just he curates a vibe for his whole album. Like I feel yes. like all the songs flow together so seamlessly. It's just like it's a whole experience, you mm-hmm. know. I don't feel like it's just an album. It's like an experience. Yes. And I'm excited to see like what he does on tour with it because I really yeah. like the alien like futurism vibes that he has going on. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm really excited to just like see it play out like on mm-hmm. stage. But I don't think I've ever like seen. A tr- like a reggaeton artist do something to this extent because I know we sing it and the like they played around with like that alien theme and like with the futuristic vibes yeah. yeah but I think that was kind of like taking it to the next level I think that what's interesting also is like reggaeton right now is having like so many people play with the genre yeah. to try and find different ways to like make it new mm-hmm. like Bad Bunny's album was like him playing around with reggaeton but with yeah. also other influences yeah. and then like Rao right now is like doing like what I think people would never expect to go well with reggaeton, which is, I like, know. techno, yes. EDM-ish, like, vibes. Completely. And I feel like it's still so, like, danceable, and, like, I feel like you can still play it in the clubs. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like it's a perfect merge. Yeah. I was so surprised. Like, hearing the whole album for the first time, I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, this is, like, if I were to have expected anything, that wouldn't have been it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that he's, like doing something different to what other artists are doing in the genre. I love that he's playing around with his music. I also feel like it's the right time for him to release an album that's so experimental like this one. Yeah. Since he already has an established fan base. 
feel like now you have to do that to stay relevant as an artist. Definitely. Like, be able to prove your versatility. But it also has to be, like, cohesive. No, like, it has it to be well be done. It can't be too ra- random. Mm-hmm. It can't be, so, like, super jarring to your fans. Because mm-hmm. they won't even, like, recognize, like, you as an artist anymore. They'll be like, oh, my God, like, what? Like, who mm-hmm. even is this? Yeah. So, I think he did, like, the perfect... He, he did it perfectly. Yeah. Because I feel even though, like... This album has obviously way more like futuristic elements than his previous songs and albums. You can still see him in it. Exactly. Even though he's taking it to like a new level. Coming from him, I'm just like, wow, like you exceeded every expectation that I ever had of you. Like this is so <laughs> incredible, so different. And I want to see more stuff like this. Honestly, like these are the vibes that I want to continue to see from him. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see where he takes it from here. The album's success has also been clear in the charts, with Saturno debuting at number one in the Spotify top albums in the U.S. If one thing's for sure, it's that Saturno has shaken things up in the world of reggaeton, and I'm personally excited to see how it inspires others to play around and reinterpret the genre. For WNUR News, this was Maria Camaño. Did you load paper.nu on your computer today? If so, you're not alone. The new course scheduler simplifies registration. Margot Amuel has the story up next. You know what week it is? Winter course registration week. While you feverishly search through paper.nu, aka what used to be salad.nu, WNUR News will be taking you on a journey of course registration through the eyes of six students at each of the six schools of Northwestern. Yep, that's the School of Education and Social Policy, the Beenan School of Music, the Weinberg College of Arts and Sciences, the McCormick School of Engineering and Applied Science, the Medill School of Journalism, Media, Integrated Marketing Communications, and the School of Communication. Up first, Sespi. Yeah, I'm Wendy Klunk. I am a junior in SESPI. I'm studying human development in context, and I am a business minor. Wendy says a cool part of registration for SESPI students is how interconnected the school is. SESPI is super nice because you get to pre-register for any class in SESPI, not just the ones under your major. Wendy says one dish she took stands out to her in particular. In another class I really enjoyed, I also took my freshman year, it was called Language in the Brain, and we got to learn about like how language is processed and formulated within the brain. Now, let's hear from a second year Beanin student studying the double bass. My name is Leo Buckman. I'm from Glencoe, Illinois, which is about 20 minutes away from here, and I am doing a dual degree in music performance and computer science. Beaten students are required to take classes on topics ranging from music theory to music history. That's in addition to weekly lessons, ensemble sessions, studio, and practice time. These commitments ensure that music students will be fully prepared to audition for professional orchestras if they want to by the time they graduate. It's on a two-year cycle, so every two years they complete most of the repertoire that would be asked in audition. So by the time that you've graduated from Beaten, you'll have gone through the repertoire list twice. Particularly memorable distribution classes for Leo Buckman so far have been the ones where he has had to sing. The main point of the class is that you are able to identify different intervals, and so you have to sing a lot in that class. There was a project last year where we had to sing a song, and we sang Sweet Caroline, and yeah, that that was probably my most memorable moment from uh, that class, yeah. 
Leo Bachman says the Beaning community helps him persevere through the rigor of a dual degree course load. I don't think I probably would be able to do it without them, yeah, because like I'll be struggling and I look to my right and my left and my friends are going through the same things. Next stop, Weinberg. I study economics and philosophy. Leo Cantro says a unique feature of Weinberg course registration is the flexibility. Well, I think in other schools, there's a lot less freedom with what kind of classes you can take. But that also comes with the downside of then, like, maybe I won't get the classes I really want. Next quarter, Leo Cantro plans to tackle a natural sciences distro by taking a biogeography class. This past quarter, he says he fulfilled his literature distro with a class he and many students say is a must-take. I would recommend that students take Intro to Russian Literature. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's a very good class, and it's evident that the professor puts a lot of thought into his lectures. Let's now hear from a McCormick student. Kai Feinberg, uh, Manufacturing and Design Engineering. Kai says he is not registering for course registration this winter because he is going to San Francisco with the Bay Area Immersion Program. Journalism... 319 with Professor Gilbert is like my favorite class right now. We talk about tech and AI and the intersection of technology and media, and it's super cool. Kai says he wants McCormick students to know that they can take college classes beyond the quote-unquote traditional ones. I think one of the things I want people to know is that the distros don't have to be what you would think as a conventional college class. You can take things that are more fun. There are a ton of really cool classes in communications, even other disciplines. I'm taking a journalism class right now. Now, for my homeschool, Mizzou. Josie Halporn, I study journalism and psychology with a minor in Portuguese, and I'm from Boston, Mass. Josie says a unique feature of Medill course registration is that over 95% of journalism students pursue a double major, minor, or certificate. I think it's hard because a lot of people in Medill have a second major, and so when they're deciding what to do pre-registration for, they have to often choose between registering for journalism classes and registering for classes for their other major. Josie says next quarter she is going to focus on her psychology major and spring quarter focus on journalism. Finally, School of Communication. Here's Miracle Ido. I'm a first year and I'm studying theater and psychology. I'm from Lancaster, California. Miracle says she also enjoys the flexibility of the School of Communication. It's more on just choosing what like is interesting to you. Well, you can have really fun when choosing your distros. Miracle also says she appreciates how a lot of the School of Communication distribution requirements align with her double major. I feel like for me, it's just kind of easy because the requirements for psych already fulfill my distros for theater. So, no matter what school you're in, rest assured that everyone's gone through it. Here's to hoping you got the classes you wanted this week. For WNUR News, I'm Margot Mule. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.25 p.m. Central Time. I'm Iris Swarthout. In the headlines tonight, 158 years after the Sand Creek Massacre, Northwestern's Native American and Indigenous Student Alliance hosted a memorial Thursday evening. The 1864 massacre was led by Colonel, Colonel John Sivington, 
killing hundreds of Cheyenne and Arapaho people. Attendees gathered at the Alumni Center and walked to the rock in observance of the massacre. Chicago carjackers beware, the Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart announced Thursday that his office will acquire a helicopter to curb jackings across the city. Searching for missing people and assistance during large-scale emergency will also be guided by the helicopter. Currently, the Chicago Police Department owns two helicopters, though both are often grounded for maintenance problems, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. As of today, Twitter has lost many of its software engineers, creating a real and present threat to the platform's existence. CEO Elon Musk demanded workers either pledge to, quote, extremely hardcore work, unquote, by Thursday, or resign with severance. The New York Times reports that just over 1,000 employees resigned Thursday. Today, just two days before the start of FIFA's World Cup, alcohol was banned from Qatar's stadium, except in corporate areas. Alcohol is banned in Qatar, though some have expressed discomfort with the lack of adequate warning on the decision. Still, sponsors such as Budweiser will sell alcoholic products at fan festivals and destinations outside of the stadium. Taking a look at the weather for tonight, chilly temperatures and intermittent snowfall will continue overnight and into tomorrow, with lows hitting 21 and daytime highs at 28. Winds ranging between 14 and 18 miles per hour bring the wind chill much lower, so layer up. Into next week, we see partly sunny skies and gradual warming into the upper 40s before Thanksgiving. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on our brand new website, wnur.news. Again, that's wnur.news. Our producer today is Sarah Cadora, and our reporters are Brandon Condritz, Maria Camano, and Margaret Amuel. Amuel. For all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Iris Swarthout. Thank you so much for joining us. This is our last news show for the quarter. Join us in January for our next broadcast. Now, back to scheduled programming.